Hello, welcome to Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast, and welcome to episode two of Warhammer Waffle, a spin-off that goes so well together, it's like Tyranids and Undefended Planets. <laughs> My- <laughs> I'm your host, Matt, and joining me as always, a guy so ravenous, he makes a Beast Claw Raider hunting party look like a trip to the shops, it's Cameron. How you doing, mate? <laughs> I'm doing right. I'm actually a little hungry, so that's a fair description. Um- <laughs> oh, I could hear it all the way through yeah. the... Uh- the internet. <laughs> it's a hun- hungry yeah. job being a, a Warhammer podcast host, isn't it? Oh, you know, yeah. We- yeah. So much mental <laughs> energy used up. You know, brain's always firing at 110%. Well, exactly. It's because we spend all our money on grey plastic, too, as well. We don't have money for mm. food. <laughs> There's also that. <laughs> uh, and also, talk- actually talking of food, um, this isn't actually a cookery podcast just to let you know because uh, i know when one day obviously we, <laughs> one day yeah who knows we, you know warhammer waffle may be a warhammer related mm. cooking show but at the moment mm. you know the whole point of this uh little spin-off we're doing if you haven't listened to the first one which you should it was it came out you know a fair few weeks ago uh basically the idea is cameron and i will just talk about random warhammer topics that we fancy talking about unscripted no planning mm. Just mm. go for it for about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, and you come along for the ride. So, yeah. uh, before that, uh, obviously, if you want to look how you can support the show, see us on social media, etc., etc., obviously, everything will be down in the description for this episode. So, it's uh, it's that time, Cameron. Kick us off, mate. What do you, would you like to talk about? All right. Um, I would like to have a quick chat about hobby motivation and why oh. is it that I can't do anything unless I have a deadline staring at me? I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just something I've noticed, especially over, honestly, the last half of this year is I'm really bad at actually going through and finishing something unless I have a very clear set deadline. Like, for example... It took me about a year to finish my first Chaos Knight, and I only finished it because the Codex was coming out. Mm. I only finished the second one because, um, well, because uh, I said I was doing it and people wanted to see it. And then I only finished my first Armburger because I needed it for Armies on Parade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, most recently, um, people who've been listening through all of our episodes, episodes remember a long Long ass time ago, I think was probably the about this time last year. Actually, I picked up a uh, smog from the Hobbit series, mm. uh, and I'm now finally <laughs> finishing my kit bashing, converting, and getting to painting this damn big miniature because my D and D group, which is the primary reason I got him, uh, is finally getting up to the bit where they have to fight a big fuck off dragon, <laughs> and to do that, I need to have a big fuck off dragon prepared. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, and it's weird to think of how much I've gotten done all of a sudden without meaning it. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I think uh, that happens. I think that happens mm. actually. When I think sometimes, it, I I mean, this may be different for you, but I find sometimes when I don't really think about it too much, I get more done. Mm. I mean, I know yeah. you. I know. I suppose you may be different because you did say that unless mm. you've got a deadline, you don't feel as motivated. I. You know, do you mm. feel that it is it is down to that? Some people work better with a, a deadline and some people yeah. don't? I mean, I feel it, it, it's got to be like 50-50 because mm. I'm really good at starting stuff and getting stuff to a degree where I'm happy with how I'm going and I feel like, yeah, I should continue this and then it slips my mind. 
<laughs> until I need it actually done for something. And I go, oh, yeah, I need to finish that. And I go and I finish it much more easily than I thought. Because, like, you know, like over the last six months, I've looked at the big box and I've gone, oh, it'd be such a pain to get him out. And I've got to do all this green stuffing and I've got to get a pack of spirit hose and I've got to get red paint. And then just over the last week, I've suddenly gotten to like both the wings are sprayed, all the green stuffing's done. I've got spirit hosts. I've started painting the base. The base is like 80% done. I, I, I don't know how I did it because. <laughs> It seemed like such an endeavor before, and then I went, oh, wait, no, I do need this ready relatively soon, and with no stress, not thinking about it or anything, I just got up and I did it, and I was like, oh, why couldn't I do that six months ago? <laughs> <laughs> I, do you think Do you think it's down to mood? Because I, I personally do. I think that, mm. again, speaking from personal experience, I find that it's really what I'm in the mood for at that, at that moment. Um, sometimes mm. you feel like you... You know, you, you, there's part of your brain that thinks, oh, I need to get on with that. But then the, there's another side mm. thing. I can't, you know, I can't be bothered. Or it just, like you said, it's a task that just seems like it's going to be a lot of effort, which sounds a bit funny mm. because obviously in this sort of hobby, you feel like, it, you you know, you're obliged to enjoy it, you know, in the sense, why are you doing yeah. it if everything yeah. seems like a chore? But I think that can apply to any hobby. You know, I mean, you could be into, mm. I don't know, BMXing. You know, some days you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm tired today. I can't be bothered to take my bike out. You know, I mean, it's no, it doesn't mm, mean you, mm. you then suddenly don't like BMXing. It's just that that particular yeah. day you're not feeling it. And, and this hobby is, is the same. And primarily because, it, you know, as, as, as glorious as this hobby is, it's a hard hobby. And putting mm, aside mm. the, the sort of financial side of it, which is obviously a different topic in itself, at the mm. end of the day, it is hard because you know it's not you know unless you've got someone doing stuff for you which okay you can pay people to do that but again that makes it mm. even more expensive most of the time you know it is difficult in the sense that you know you've got all these models they need you know you need to be cutting them out of the sprues cleaning them up gluing them together mm. you know which again can be you know, even sim even the little stuff can still be time consuming at the end oh, of the yeah. day yeah. i mean like like for example um we'll talk about this when we record our <laughs> main show tomorrow but like when i did i built the the bailwind vortex the, this mm. week it, you know it's it should be really it was in theory it was simple because it was already pre-cut out of the the sprues because it's one of those older kits that are like that in a bag mm. it you know it was already it's only four pieces but then the mm. flip side is it needed a, a ridiculous amount of, you know, tidying up. You know, it was a lot yeah. of mold yeah. line after mold line everywhere. <laughs> so what is in theory a very simple piece, it took quite a, a long time. Like it took like my hobby time for that evening. Again, I don't begrudge oh, yeah. it. It was, it was, I'm like, yes, no. look what I've got now. But, you know, even mm. something as simple as that, you know, it takes mm. time. Mm. And therefore, and I can even, it's not even primed yet. It's not even painted yet. And, you know, mm. and it, you know, and it's still taken a while. And it's the same for most things. Um, so I think sometimes it, you know, it can almost grate on you if you feel like, right, okay, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. And then sometimes you're just like, I, no, I'm just not feeling it. And, and that's not a bad thing. I don't think anyway. Hmm. Oh yeah. No, I absolutely understand. I feel like, Maybe part of the reason why it's been so easy to suddenly jump into what I've thought of as a daunting project for about a year. Oh, hello. Um, <laughs> background noise there. Um, <laughs> is, is the fact that, um, not only do I have a deadline coming up, but it is, and I feel I should stress this in case any of my players are listening. I, it is something that I'm very excited for. Um, and I feel maybe that 
particular attitude towards it is like, yeah, no, I should get this done and I'm going to enjoy it because it's going to be cool. In the end, like, it's, I'm going to be able to put this down on the table and go, fuck yes. This is exactly <laughs> yeah. what I wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and I mean, it's been interesting. Like, I've been learning a little bit. Um, I've learned sort of a workaround for, you know, you know sometimes when um, resin stays shiny no matter how much you wash it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I found my I found my cheap workaround for that, which is give it a coat of varnish, spray it the primer color, then give it another coat of varnish once that's dry, and it seems to be working. Now the primer's oh, rubbing okay. off, which is good because there were just a couple of small, like like literally like fingernail sized patches here and there that were still shiny, no matter what I did. Um, I mean, back when I originally got the kit, there was an entire chunk of the tail that was like that, so I had to send that. Well, not I didn't get to send it back, but I had to um, get a replacement part, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, um, I'm, I'm learning still, and I'm having I'm having fun, and I'm using red, which is a fun color, and I've got my plan <laughs> for like the overall paint scheme. I, I'm probably going to buy a couple of bottles more of Flesh Terrors Red. Knowing me, um. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a that's a key thing mm. you said there about you still learning. I think that's another thing to to remember as well mm. in this hobby that you know we've all been doing this hobby, you know, completely different lengths of time. You know, we and most mm. of us, especially when you're a bit older, you've been into the hobby, out the hobby, back in, out, shake it all about. Um, <laughs> and all that and you know that's again you you know you learn things as you go I mean I've learned a lot mm. more since I've come back into hobby I mean you know pro- my heyday in the hobby when I was a kid it, you know it was it was all metal you know white you know lead mm. and then white metal yeah. and you know so there, was, there wasn't much plastic um, and things like that and you know obviously things like now like contrast paints <laughs> and, and all mm. that didn't even exist so it's a t- you know it's a totally different world naturally because obviously uh, excuse me, that uh, time sort of carries on. And, I, you know, I think... Well, actually, I, let me pose a question to you. Do you, do you mm. think there's an optimal way to, to you know, to, to hobby, in the sense, from a building and painting point of view? Do you feel mm. like, for example, some people, they their, their way of doing it is take one unit or a, a character, build it, prime mm. it, paint it, mm. m- then do another one? Or is, do you think building the whole force, you know, a thousand points, build it all in one go and then work through it. Or I think, you know, do you think there's, or do you think it's just, you know, whatever suits the person really at the end of the day? Hmm. I I am pretty sure there is probably a 100% optimal maximum efficiency way to do this hobby. Uh, because I know for a fact, there are people who like, you know, a force release, uh, an, a new army releases and they've got a tournament in three weeks. And in that three week period, they have a, beautiful looking well painted well organized very competitive force ready to go and i'm like whatever you're doing whether it's just not sleeping for those three weeks or if it's some (laughs) horrific kind of bureaucratic nightmare in the back of your house where you've just got a big spreadsheet um of exactly what you need to do for three for the three weeks to get this done i don't know what those people are doing but they know how to get the end product right but I feel that is that is if you look at the hobby as a means of producing cool painted miniatures and that's exactly mm-hmm. and only what it's for. Whereas for me, I get 80% of my enjoyment out of building stuff and then like the other, yeah. fif- then like 15% seeing it completely finished and then maybe 5% painting it. <laughs> uh, it's about my split <laughs> yeah. up. Uh, and so for me, like yeah. 
it makes more sense for me to build a lot of stuff and then from that take the stuff I think was the best and work on getting that to like a, a, a good looking standpoint first and then bring the rest of it back up like for my death guard I've painted all my coolest stuff all the other stuff it's getting there um, to be fair, the, the summer holidays are coming up, so I will have very little else to do. Uh, so I'll probably finish most of that, hopefully. Um, but like, for me, my priorities are very different to say someone who says, I've got to, I've got to do a game in a week. It has to be a thousand points. I'm going to get these things, build, build them all, paint a squad at a time, get them done. It'll be great. But I have seen a lot of interesting stuff about setting personal deadlines, which I might give a go, uh, just see if I can. Yeah fix myself like that um <laughs> get a get a you know get a spreadsheet or like a i forget what's like a kanban board or something someone was talking about online i saw um right just like, oh yeah 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 one of those conspiracy theory boards but it's got all the organization of how much everything's finished and stuff like that yeah yeah that's too like agile and yeah that's sort mm. of a philosophy we well i do it in my job in in mm. it yeah kanbans and all that it's all yeah i mean yeah it, yeah, I, I suppose that there is all different ways of doing it. I suppose, like, I mean, ultimately, I think like there is no definitive answer to this. Mm. It, it's whatever mm. suits a person and whatever works for the person. I suppose I'm a bit like you, really, in the sense that I I like the building and mm. I'm not so hot on the painting, to be honest. Yeah, um, that's yeah. probably why I've got so much. Like, my, I'm literally looking at my cabinet now, right in front of mm. me, and you know, it's full of built models and yeah. like barely any of it apart from my corn stuff there's nothing really <laughs> painted um and actually actually talking of the corn stuff that's actually mm. um um something i was going to say actually when it comes to sort of deadlines and stuff uh, because obviously my corn stuff is well not fully painted but it was on the way uh for when we played at warhammer world uh, a mm. few of us you know x amount of months ago and obviously that was a deadline and mm. i um you know, at first I thought, oh, great, that's that's an awesome thing to have. I've got a deadline. Mm. I've got a reason to get this stuff built, painted, et cetera, et cetera. And it didn't work for me in the in a way. I felt like mm. sort of the, the the week or so before I was rushing things. And, and you know, when I look at the models, I part, part of me wants to, you know, strip them all basically and just think, mm. no, I want to start again on these. And, you know, and I always remember at the time my wife was like, why are you stressing so much about this? I'm like, well, mm. you know, I'm going to Warmer World. I'm meeting up with the lads. You know, <laughs> we're going to be playing. I want them, you know, I want my models to look decent, you know, because, mm. mm. you know, you know, because there's a part of pride that comes into your, yeah. your models, let's be honest. And so, you know, I want them looking okay. And and she's like, but why? Like, what, what, what's, what, you know, who... You know who? What are they going to say? No one's going to. You know they may be in the same position, and I and, and that was probably what actually saw happen. We we had yeah. a, a mixed bag of of painted models and between us, and it, you know ultimately the way they were really didn't matter. And you know I was probably stressing over nothing really. So mm. like I said, having that deadline, you know, in summary, didn't really sort of benefit me in any way it actually made it more stressful i suppose if it was a tournament it'd be totally different because i suppose that mm. is a totally different type of mentality because obviously yeah. you know you you know it's it's quite black and white in the sense that you have to get it ready you have to have a you know minimum three color scheme or whatever mm. the, you know the mm. criteria is so you know and obviously really if you're going to a tournament and i know i, I know this doesn't apply to everyone but if you're going to a tournament a lot of the time the painting is sort of secondary you know, mm. to it, the idea, mm. you know, most of the time, if you're there to, especially if you're going to a tournament, try and win, 
uh, the painting is, you know, again, a sort of secondary part to it. Obviously, the main part is, you know, having the army composition to win the tournament, yeah, so to speak. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's different. I mean, uh, I, I think that, you know, you shouldn't have to force yourself to do stuff you don't want to do. But mm. I suppose, I suppose it's like even with every, any hobby, even if it's something else, you, you know, there's always going to be parts that are going to be a little bit more of a chore um, I think it, like you said, it's just finding those sort of methods that mm, that work mm. for you, really, and and also be open to try different things. Yeah, like I said, yeah. I you know in in recent times, like I said, building like the whole force. Like again, if I use my corners force as an example, like right, a thousand points, I built it, great. But then mm. when it came to painting, it's like oh. I've got quite a few, well, it, mm. it, it's not the biggest army around, but, you know, it's like, oh, I've got quite a few to get, you know, quite a bit to get yeah. through. Whereas, yeah. you know, reality is, should I have just built one? And then, right, let's crack on and paint it. Let's get it done now, you know, and then mm. it, and then move mm. on to the next. And so I think if you've not tried one of the other methods, maybe try it, see see if it works for you, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think also another thing that can benefit people, which I think, is difficult sometimes because it really does depend on if you've got people around you is actually to try and do hobby stuff with other people at the same mm. time like go mm. into your local gw go into a local club and you know build and paint with other people at the table because i think that's yeah. even more inspiring because oh yeah you know you feel like you're doing it together even if you're doing separate projects for example but again i know that's not necessarily as easy because you may be you know a million miles away from a local club so you know that's never going to happen but you know that, you know give that a try if it's you know because i think again that that can work it's having that sort of group mentality like yeah we're here doing it together mm, uh, mm. so yeah i think yeah it's 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 a hard question and and you know as you know for me and anyone that listens to this show regularly i my hobby stuff is a, is a nightmare at times like i said i mm. jump between things i don't get stuff done i and i mean Again, the other thing to consider as well is life gets in the way, right? That's what, again <laughs> one of the big things to uh, to try and get through. And you know, and I think that it's about not beating yourself up about it as well. That's yeah. something I've learned. I think since coming back to the hobby, um, as you know, when I've been speaking on this show, there's a matter of times I've been going, "Oh, I never got this done. I'm I'm jumping between things and." got all the i'm buying all these bits and never doing anything and mm. then i feel bad for it because you know i'm coming onto the show and going right what have you done i'm like oh nothing or i did this and gave up on it and it, you know and, you, mm. and there's a you know there's a part of you that sort of feels bad for doing it because you feel like a you know, part of you feels like a bit of a failure well yeah i i yeah. do when i say that but then i've sort of got to that point now where i think you know what that's life you know that mm. you know we've all got things going on outside the hobby you know i'm you know i'm a recent dad uh which you know and summer takes up a lot of my time and you know and that's just the way it is you know don't fight it mm. just saying yeah mm. you know that's just the way you know you know don't make comparisons i think is another thing as well because the amount of time i do it anyway and i imagine a lot of people mm. do i compare it to see what other people do and i don't mean the quality i mean just the quantity you know when people yeah, go yeah. right yeah here's my 2000 points built and painted i'm like how have you had the time to do that but then mm. they've got probably a different life or they yeah, may be able yeah. to survive on three hours sleep a, a night i don't yeah. know you know everyone's <laughs> different um mm. you know they may not have children they may not have they may not even have a job i don't know and, mm. and that you know it's nothing about that it's about you know don't compare yourself because everyone's got different situations and at the end of the day you can only do what you can do in mm. your situation and don't feel bad for it just do what you can 
Yeah. And I think that's the philosophy I'm now taking. And it seems to be working like with my Nurgle stuff. I'm just chipping away at it. You know, I'm just yeah. building a, you know, even if mm. I do one model or one piece, you know, a week, I'm like, yeah. well, it's progress. It's mm. better than doing literally nothing. <laughs> so, and it's, and it's if turning you do, out great you know. too. Like it's clear that yeah. you're enjoying doing it because you're producing some lovely models there. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I find that, and that's what's sort of coming from it, really. I, it, I'm sort of thinking, well, I've got no deadline with it. Um, you know, I'm doing my best to focus on it because obviously, again, you know, I've said in the show previously that I want to focus just on AOS from a model perspective mm. at least, mm. um, which is, I think is benefiting me. I think, yeah. you know, I think that's the thing because, and, you know, I've said this multiple times, the, you know, the, 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 the difficulty we have doing this show and, and and this can apply to anyone in the hobby is there's so much temptation and i've oh, yeah. covered this before <laughs> that it's it's hard to stay motivated on one project sometimes because mm. it and and you know sometimes you know i look at my nurgle stuff and i'm thinking i love that stuff i'm really you know enjoying mm. making this but mm. Don't get me wrong. There's other stuff that I look at, oh, yeah. as, you know, yeah. as we cover in the news and <laughs> and and such like. I that I think, oh, oh. Oh, you know, mm. Oh. Mm. and and then you're like, no, 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 you know, stay focused. <laughs> but you know, that's happens. It's you know, mm. we, it's that type of hobby. Unfortunately, yeah, you know, it's the same with a lot of others. You know, you you'll see other shiny gubbins that you know that uh, that winks at you and think, come on, buy me. Mm. You're like, mm. no, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, there's only so much you can do with it, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's an it's always an interesting topic because I think everyone has a different opinion on it. I'd mm. I'd think anyway. Yeah, yeah. Now, w- what I would say for um, temptations is take your temptations and bottle them into future motivation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so right now I'm hunting around. I've got my finger ready on the trigger for if i can find basically a cheap secondhand serastus knight on ebay who has been horrifically mistreated and i can save um and i that's that's not really a temptation it's something i've decided i want to do it's my next step for my night so it's, i know i'm going to do this and i know i want it to be a rehab project because i want to like have something beaten up because that will speak to what i'm going to eventually do with it um but Every time I think about it and go, oh, could I not just buy one? I go, no, no, no. Take that temptation. Keep that. <laughs> keep that for the future when I actually have it. And instead of thinking, why don't I just get it now? I, I start thinking about what I will do once I have it. And mm. so now I have a decently clear image in my head of what I'm doing. And I'm excited about this future project. But it has not significantly apart from some daydreaming time lost, uh, impacted anything, <laughs> impacted anything I'm currently working on, uh, which is nice. And like, like I said, I got a, I got a good plan for what I want to do. I think it's going to be fun. Um, I'm going to have to get much better resin and water effects, that kind of thing, but it'll be good. Uh, <laughs> so figure out what I'm doing with that. Uh, and having that as sort of future motivation, like once I get these projects done, maybe it'll show up and I can get it and et cetera, et cetera. You know, that's a, it's that one step at a time. Got to do it every day. You got to wake up <laughs> and check. <laughs> I have motivation to get up in the morning. I've got to check eBay, see if anyone wants to get rid of a Serastus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a good philosophy to have as well, because, you know, we can, and I'm terrible for it, where, you, you know, you can set these promises or sort of, you know, expectations to yourself. You know, like I just said a, a minute ago, like, mm. I'm, you know, I'm not touching 40k 
for a good while from purely from a you know a model perspective but yeah uh, don't get me wrong i've already in my head got my future 40k project in my head you know i know whenever that is i'm i know exactly (laughs) what i'm planning to do but Mm. it's quite it's quite nice actually because i've spent i've spent a lot of the week looking into it and just you know just getting ideas and and such like but what's quite nice is i've not acted upon it i've not Mm. bought anything Mm. i've not done anything you know all i've done is just like you said just just gone yeah i think when when I want to get back on the the forty k train, you know, some point probably next year, mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably get to do that, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But luckily, nothing nothing in there is I need to jump on. I don't need to buy anything mm. because ultimately, mm. none of the none of the models are going to go anywhere. So yeah. it's like you know, I don't have anything like limited edition to buy. So mm. there's no point in me buying it because I'll go again. I'll buy it, and then it'll just go away for for ages anyway until that day mm. comes. Whereas, why don't I just wait? until that time comes mm. and again yeah you know i've given yeah. you know 40k a good break i'm gonna get back on it and right let's go and get the models i need you know it's <laughs> as simple as that really mm. and, and mm. it's quite nice because then you still feel like you're keeping in touch with the other the other side of warhammer yeah. <laughs> as well yeah. because because again the, the danger we sort of have because obviously especially doing this podcast where we encompass obviously the main two and obviously we will talk about the other the other games as well is mm. you feel like you you've always got to have fingers in pies because mm. you know that's what we do it's sort of you know <laughs> so i don't as much as i want to focus on aos which i'm i'm really enjoying i don't mm. want to not keep in touch with 40k because obviously yeah. then it will suffer yeah. on here because i think oh actually mm. i don't know what's going on and mm. you know so that's mm. why i'm going to keep reading the books i'm still following everything i'm just not you know like i said i'm mm. not buying mm. any 40k models that's the yeah. the, the only real yeah. difference yeah, um just- but it feels sort of more mm. liberated for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just got to ignore the little voice that says, you know, you've already got the Space Marines Codex. You know they're really good. <laughs> oh, maybe. maybe. Mm. <laughs> Not saying anything. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the actual Sisters of Battle release so I can buy a character miniature. That's, that's my goal yes. for that, is I'm not going to make an army. I will buy a cannoness, I'm going to imagine, and paint her up as a badass old nun with a gun nice. um and that yep. that'll that'll be my contribution <laughs> to plastic sisters finally exist <laughs> <laughs> now that's and, and and that's a good point i mean i know we'll talk about it when we record our main show tomorrow but you know i i i i just avoided it in the end i was mm. you know in mm. my head for most of the year where i was like right you know, when sisters come out, oh, I'm going to jump on them. I'm going to be buying everything. <laughs> and, the you know, the box obviously set came up and I thought, nah, mm, you're right. Mm. I don't need it. So yeah. I'll, I just passed. You know, I thought, yeah, you know yeah. what? I'd rather someone else have it. You know, I'd rather mm, not buy it mm. and just, you know, and deprive someone else of having it when yeah. it's just going to go up into my attic and, you mm. know, and I may yeah, never yeah. do anything with it. And I thought, no, I don't want to <laughs> be that I don't want to be that guy anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> See, I, I was smart and deliberately self-sabotaged myself. Um, I was like, I know it goes up at 10 a.m. And I know I'm going to go down to the shop to talk about it anyway. But if I finish teaching at 9.45 and it takes me 15 minutes to get to the shop, if I leave immediately, I'll be there in time and I could be tempted. So I'm going to take five <laughs> minutes. I'm going to take five minutes, you know, give the give the cat a pat behind the ears, uh, have a drink of water. <laughs> eat a piece of fruit and it's like oh no it's 10 to 10 cool off i go and lo and behold i got there and it was gone 
Well done. <laughs> good good plan, me. You successfully played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I did something similar, actually. I went into town shopping with mm. my wife and daughter. And, you know, it was just, you know, by the time you, you know, parked the car and, mm. you know, got into mm. the shops, it you know, they'd pretty much sold out by that point anyway. So, yeah, exactly. yeah I did the same reason <laughs> because, because again, I, you know, I, I suppose I didn't want to get into the routine, which I've done recently where I've bought uh, or got half of, uh, what's it called? Uh, Blood of the Phoenix and, and mm. I bought Feast of Bones. I don't, I, I'm glad I got Feast of Bones. I'm looking forward to that in the future, but, yeah. for, you know, but, uh, Blood of the Phoenix, um, I, you know, like I said on the previous show, I really regret buying that. Instant regret. Yeah. And I probably will yeah. try and sell the, the Drakari mm. half that I've got. Yeah. And, you know, and that's why I didn't want to have with sisters. So I thought, no, you're going to get that same routine where, you know, you've overspent and you have that instant mm. regret. And, yeah. And like I said, you deprive someone else. So I don't want to get into that. So. Cool. Okay. Mm. I think that was a, a cool little chat about <laughs> motivation. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, I think it's my turn. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want, well, I was going to talk about something else, but I, it sprung up in our discord in the last week and mm. I thought, oh, this is actually quite a cool topic that yes. I've wanted to talk about previously. And that is to do with the book situation when it comes to playing 40k mm. and AOS, pr- predominantly mm. 40k. So as you know, uh, for anyone that's into these games, it's getting to the point now, especially on the 40k side, where the amount of books you potentially may need, because obviously this mm, can vary mm. from depending on who you play as, yeah. <laughs> is getting quite large. And yeah. it's mm. now, you know, quite an interesting, you know, topic for, you know, a lot of people. Mm. And mm. so, right. Okay. So let's, let's kick off with what you potentially may need. So for, to, you know, paint the picture. So 40k. Uh, this you may you you know realistically you're probably going to need the rule book. I mean, even mm. you play regularly, you're probably going to need it anyway because yeah. for clarity on certain things, mm. uh, you're definitely going to need your codex mm-hmm. because it's always you know it's got your stratagems and and things like in it. Uh, obviously, in recent times, if you're into your Space Marines, then there's mm-hmm. a good chance you may have the supplement codex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna you know realistically you're going to have chapter the current chapter approved. That's yep. you know a, a thing. Um, you may have Vigilus or, or one or both of the Vigilus books, again, depending mm-hmm, on if you're, mm-hmm. if one of your factions is in it. Uh, same with Psychic Awakening. Again, uh, you may have multiple mm. Psychic Awakenings. Um, and obviously, realistically, if they keep going with this, then mo- like they promise that pretty much every faction is mm. getting touched mm. by Psychic Awakening, i.e. there's going to be some new rules or such like with mm. it. So, and then on top of that, you've got, many multiple white dwarfs you know you're running mm, inquisition yeah. you're running you know the uh assassins etc you you know and that's a lot of books it is. um and obviously yeah. if you you know if you then go to the aos side not as bad admittedly and uh okay you're gonna probably you probably have the core book okay you don't technically need the core book because you could probably mm. get away with the basic rules or yeah. i suppose you've got the new gaming book which obviously mm. amalgamates some of the bits um, yeah very convenient indeed. <laughs> uh, you got obviously there's the General's Handbook, which again, some of the a lot of the battle plans are in the gaming book, so you may not need that. Um, and then obviously you got Malign Sorcery and Forbidden Power, and I think that's it off the top of my head that you may need. So it's not um, as bad. And yeah, yeah. Anything else? Maybe and obviously White Dwarf again. Yeah. You know any AOS White Dwarf stuff? Um, yeah. I think that's it. 
was, yeah, but, I was going to say that's but, it. I was, I, I was going to say maybe another book if you had allies, but in Age of Sigma, they don't have anything from their book, so you just need their War Scroll. So, which you can get on your on your phone or mm. tablet potentially, because obviously yeah. you've got the the app, you know. So, you know, so really, this. I mean, the, when when this was being spoken about on our Discord, this was primarily the forty k side of things. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it yeah. does apply to AOS, but I think we can safely say the AOS side is a bit more, you know, a bit easier to deal with when it comes mm. to because you've got you know accessibility to you know to war scrolls uh, war scrolls for free, etc. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a funny one now with the amount that's needed. I mean, what's what's your take on it? Um, well, I'm someone who's not massively affected by this. Like, if I wanted to play a game of 40k, I would need basic rules. I don't. I honestly don't need chapter approved if I've written my list beforehand and I know exactly what I'm playing at because that's just points changes as far as I'm concerned. Um. I would need the Death Guard Codex, and I'd need the Chaos Knights Codex, so I would be bringing two books plus, like, the core rules, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's not yeah. not too bad for me. However, <laughs> were I... Let, let's give an example of I'm playing an Imperial Fists army. I would yep. need Codex Space Marines. I'd need the supplement yep. for Imperial Fists. I would mm-hmm. want the first Vigilist book for the Imperial Fist Siegebreaker cohort. Um, yes. <laughs> I would also <laughs> probably want, let's be honest, I would probably want Codex Imperial Knights. Just chuck yep. a knight in there, why not? Although, may- <laughs> why actually, not? Yeah. good point, maybe not nowadays with um, combat doctrine bonuses. But, like, if, mm-hmm. if you. The, the, the big issue here is with Age of Sigma, if you're playing an army, you need that army's book. If you're bringing allies, you don't need those allies books. In 40k, if you're doing a soup-style army, you're going to need the codex for each of those armies as long as they're all in separate detachments because they're going to they're gonna have their full army rules for each attachment, which is a lot more to keep track of. Like, in Age of Sigma, you've got one set of allegiance abilities. I mean, some allegiance abilities have a lot going for them, like the Nighthorn have, like, eight different things to keep track of, but... If you're running Nighthaunt, you don't need to worry about, say, Legions of Nagash rules or anything like that. No, it's fine. True. Um, yep. But, you know, if I'm running a Space Marine list, I need to know all my chapter tactics, all my chapter stratagems as well, or a lot of bookkeeping to do. Um, again, in Age of Sigma, the closest thing is command abilities, and those are all on War Scrolls or in General's Handbook. Um, and... There's just an ever-increasing number of the dang things. I think they're very cool. I love stratagems. <laughs> I don't want them to go away, but there's, there's a lot to keep track of. And they are a surprisingly large amount of the disparity between older and newer books, I think. Because I look at my Death Guard Codex and it has like two pages, so like 16-odd stratagems. About three of them are good. Um, yeah. And then you look at the Space Marines <laughs> Codex and they have four pages, generic, any Space Marine um, can use this. Then you go to your supplement. Here's another two and a half pages of stratagems. <laughs> you know, you include yep. you include a detachment from another space marine, another space marine chapter. Here's another two and a half pages. You include an Astra Militarum detachment. Here's another six pages of stratagems to use or whatever. I was like, you can. I, I feel that's where a lot of the bloat is because you have to remember a lot of things that are not always immediately apparent and are not always directly a rule in a unit's things. Like you know, I need to remember. 
that I can um, I can spend this stratagem point to make one of my other characters a field commander, which gives him the warlord trait from the Vigilist book, which allows him to use the Vigilist <laughs> stratagem to buff up the... <laughs> and it goes round and round. So it, like, 40k is so much more deeply complex that it, it is very hard to keep track of. And I feel that's why there are all these books, because they want to maintain that complexity. But then the problem is, you do show up with an extra five kilos of books, um, <laughs> which can be a bit much. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it is really. And I, I think that's the, the key now, because I, I, I mean, sort of going back a bit, I my, my decision to concentrate on AOS is actually connected to this because mm. I, f- I feel, again, it's probably because of my situation where, you know, like we're all, we're getting older and, and there's other mm. commitments. So I, I find sometimes the rules for the games and, and different factions don't often uh, sit in my brain as mm. quick, you know, as, as mm. and soak in as much as they used to. <laughs> so yeah. I, that's why I thought, you know what, AOS is, you know, in, in, in my opinion, is more streamlined. It's easier mm. to grasp. And I find that better for me. And I feel that 40K is getting a bit uh, intimidating at times. Mm. You know, like you just yeah. said, you know, you're trying to, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. This is, again, this is always purely subjective because obviously people do like the crunchiness and mm, and mm. you know like, yeah i love all these you know lovely combinations and and you know the stratagems and yeah i need to pull this one from over here and then put it on this attached detachment and you know and again that's that's a cool thing as well but and again yeah. but i suppose when you again when you're spread over the hobby in general it can be yeah like i said it can be quite intimidating and i find that mm. and overwhelming really and i find that I they're in a tricky situation really because I suppose you know obviously 40k is the popular game mm. it's doing re- you know 8th edition as a whole has done really well it's brought a lot of people back into the hobby that were mm. that were put off by the complexity you know in previous editions and now you know are, we don't want you know it's a bit of a situation do we do we want it to get back into that situation where they keep adding stuff mm. and then obviously mm. keep adding these layers and then it and obviously it gives more complexity and then people feel like they're drowning in books and rules and you know yeah. that's what yeah. they don't want it's tricky because i suppose the, why i say it's tricky is that from you know gw's perspective they've Obviously, all the codexes are out now, obviously, apart from Sisters, which is obviously out mm. imminently. You you know, at the end of the day, obviously, Psychic Awakening is a perfect opportunity for them to, you know, keep things going. Obviously, they're, they're obviously, you know, not in any position to drop ninth all of a sudden. I mean, whether they well, will, you know, yeah, will, will, yeah. you know, that could happen. But, mm. you know, they're obviously ticking things along at the moment. So, yeah, obviously, Psychic yeah. Awakening is a perfect example of that. Like you said, it's going to touch every faction. They're all going to get some sort of new rules, new stratagems, new units, potentially, mm. depending on who it is. You're going to get a few new models chucked in. You know, it's a good way of doing things. And yeah. and obviously, similar to what Vigilus was to a degree as well. Mm. And obviously, that was moving the the lore and the, the, you know, the, the story along as well at the same time. But, you know, now they're sort of in that position you've got to keep adding stuff because ultimately if they just sit and do nothing, then mm. people will then say, Oh, it's getting stagnant now. You know, yeah. nothing's coming out. Yeah. What we're going to, you know, we'll get, we'll get bored. But then the flip side is if they keep adding more like they are, then mm. you need more supplements, more, you know, this, that, and the other. And I, I know mm. that obviously it's not all compulsory. It depends what no. you're doing. No. You know, ultimately you don't, 
you know, need a lot with, you know, whether it's 40k or AOS, you don't need mm. all the books if, yeah. in in the sense that you can play with just the, the rule book. That's it. You, and, and probably your, your codex and that's about mm. it. Whereas, you know, you don't need Vigis, you don't need Psychic Awakening. But obviously, but. if you're into a <laughs> semi-competitive or competitive mm. environment, you yeah. are because, you, you know, they're... Yeah. You're going to want them exactly, so you can't really avoid them. And I know, I know it's par for the course. I know that's what, what you get into if you're especially into the competitive scene. You're sort of prepared that you're going to have to <laughs> have all these books and stuff. And you know that's just the way it is. But mm. my sort of question is, what? Okay, what do you think they could do about it going forward? Obviously, yeah, that's the way it is now. But okay, mm. so you know say okay next week ninth has dropped doom like that everything before it is pretty much invalid mm. what would you you know if you were gw and you wanted to sort of make it a bit more where we don't get into this situation what do you think they could do about it um honestly there are a decent number of rumors about 8.5 or ninth coming sometime next year and mm-hmm. a lot of the rumors say the idea is it'll be just a refinement process like most 8th edition stuff should still be compatible and i think if that is the case if that if they bring a new edition across where you know much like in earlier editions of 40k you could have a third edition book and still play fifth edition 40k it still worked um you just mm-hmm. needed it, you weren't always the best but you could still play um although dark elder was still pretty good as far as i can remember um <laughs> <laughs> um they need to do so the, I, I mean a lot of the issue is people like the books i love the books i love to buy mm. the expansion books and like read through all the cool new lore and see all the cool new rules and that's great and that's wonderful it is yep. inconvenient at this point especially if you're playing an imperial um an imperium <laughs> force it is massively yeah. inconvenient to carry around everything you need if you want to have the competitive edge of having everything that you possibly can have at your disposal um games workshop is sort of halfway done this with Age of Sigma, where they have embraced the digital version of stuff. Like, all the War Scrolls mm-hmm. are always free. They're on the models product page. You can download them free. They're right there. If you want the army rules, get the book. And, like, make the next step. If you buy the book, you get a code printed out with your receipt, for example, that lets you download the digital version. And if they make the transition to 8.5 slash 9th edition do a deal where you can buy you can say this is what army i play and they go cool here's a bundle with every relevant thing for that specific faction like you say 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 you say you do imperial fist like cool here's a bundle with pdf for codex space marines imperial fist supplement just the imperial fist stuff from the vigilist books just whatever they get from psychic awakening it's a single condensed pdf that has all the stuff you need in it and then you know uh, and they've shown it because they have the they have the e-codexes as it is you can you can get them digitally and they are updated with the errata as they go apparently you can have you can have a document style like that and be like cool this is what you have um whenever a new book comes out when you buy the new book you'll get a code put in the code on your gw account or whatever and we'll add this to your um your group of pdfs that you have you can merge them together whatever or hey games workshop listen to this hire davis ford (laughs) (laughs) hire him to build you the 40k version of age sigma reminders yeah and let him let him do that thing where it just collates all that stuff into a sheet of this is what you have access to this is what you Mm -hmm. can do in this phase of the game etc 
Because I think honestly, yeah. a tool like that would solve a lot of this. If I could print out like a three a three page document that said, "This is everything you need to remember with your army. This is everything it can do, mm-hmm. given given how you've built it, given what stratagems and detachments and whatever you have access to." I feel that would be a real boon, especially for the competitive community. And like you said, cut down on that sort of intimidation factor of staring at this ream of like, because <laughs> there's probably what, there's probably like 40 odd books, including codexes and various expansions at this point, it feels like. Maybe not oh, quite easily. that many, yeah. but a, a decent No, number. you're probably right. No, because there's, 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 there's about 30 odd factions, so, mm. so to speak, over yeah. the ones. I know obviously Space Marines would get amalgamated, but no, I think there's about mm. 30 odd you know, faction. So plus, you know, add vigilus. You know, the rule book. Yeah. You know, mm. chapter approved. You you are approaching towards about forty odd books in yeah. circulation. Um, yeah, I mean, there is there is a few things they could do. Um, like you said, I I totally agree. I think amalgamating it into a a mm. sort of digital system where you know you could have it in multiple ways. You could have an app that does it. I mean, mm. I know we've got Azir for 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 AOS, but I think from 40k mm. have an app where you go like you know using your example of imperial fists like right i play imperial yeah. fists what mm. what can i pick i know i know obviously we've got again battle scribe as well and obviously that that you know mm. has obviously ways of picking a right what are my options what relics can i have you know what uh litanies mm. can i have for my chaplain but you know it's something again a bit more a bit easier to to digest rather than sort of just picking yeah you know, picking yeah. a name and going right i need to now look at it as a pdf so i can see what the rules are for that mm. you know because obviously mm. that's the that's the, the snag with obviously things like azir and battle scribe is your you know if you say you you know you pick you you you're learning an army and obviously you're trying to pick a you know build a force mm. on it you're obviously picking stuff and sometimes if you haven't got the the codex or battle tome in front of you you've sort of got to try and you, you've got to choose it first and then mm, look at the rules mm. afterwards as opposed to the other way around rather than going ah that's the one i want pick it yeah and then, yeah you know go from there um yeah i mean i i know we've said before that i i have always felt that 40k should have its equivalent of war scrolls free i data sheets mm. they should be yeah. i believe because again it's a bit of a a funny one when you're coming into hobby and like i said before where one side of it is free and freely available and on the other side it isn't and i know obviously mm. they're two different mm. games but let's be honest they aren't in the, in their own ways yeah. they're just yeah. two different universes with you know slightly different ways of doing things but there's no real reason to have them that being different you know yeah you, you know because it's ultimately you you know to me if you if you get into the hobby and you get into 40k initially you're thinking hang on why have i got to pay for these you know not pay for mm. you know if i was into aos you know I've, just because i've picked this game over that game why am i sort of yeah. you know having to pay for it but you know that's again a different topic uh i mean i know you, again you get to basic stuff i mean ultimately there's nothing stopping you photocopying the few pages you need out of a book yeah. to be like again using imperial fist again as your example with vigilus just just photocopy the siege breaker cohort mm. you know that's all you i know i know obviously that's you know a di- something you have to offer your back but it's not you know it's not the end of the the end of the day you know it's not the end of the world so you again you could do that um again there's the whole subscription thing that's been you know been mm. banded around before i know obviously azir is a you know subscription as an app for what ninety nine p or ninety nine cents uh, mm. a month? Again, they could do something like that again, where you, you've got access to the library basically, and you know, and you pay a, a monthly fee that's reasonable. You know, I don't mm. know what that mm. would be 
Uh, I mean, okay, would it be reasonable if it was the same as your your Netflix and things, whatever that is in your country? You know, I mean, over mm. here it's about eight pounds, you know, a month or okay. Um, yeah. You know, would that be would that be horrendous? You know, if they said, right, you've got access to basically all the books, like all the codexes, for example, yeah. in yeah. a you know in a digital format, you you know you've almost you know you got you know you can download them again a bit mm. like a spotify where you can stream it or you can download it if you're you know you have the paid for version of it that's an option yeah. as well i yeah. know obviously you know you're paying what say it was eight pounds you know what's that that's 80 what's that 96 pounds a year mm. but i mean that's no different to buying four codexes yeah, <laughs> yeah. ultimate give exactly. or take you know yeah so I, that's I feel- an option as well yeah, I feel like in particular the competitive community would be really into that because that is something they would absolutely get full value out of. If you're doing a tournament once every month and a half, if you're playing a competitive game every week, having access to a just a database like that would be incredible. It might not be so worth it for the more casual player, but then as the more casual player, you can just buy just your codex buy and, your codex. and yeah. just, <laughs> just the expansions that apply to you. You don't have to know yeah. everything about everything because that's also something with more competitive players is they want to keep not only ahead of what their own faction can do, but also on what every other faction can do because you have to consider what an opponent could spring on you. So like a lot of them are yes. like, yeah, yeah, I need to, I, I need to buy the new books because I need to know what's new with Eldar or what's new with chaos, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, yep. I, I understand that mindset. It is one I do not agree with. I will buy books I'm interested in for my own use personally, but cool. Um, but yeah, a resource like that would absolutely be really good for them. I think I think it would be beneficial to all because I think I agree with you. I totally agree. As in, it would be more probably more beneficial to the competitive side. But I think for the casual side, okay, look at it this way: how many times, you know, not necessarily yourself, camera, but mm. anyone listening, how many times have you picked up a codex or a battle tome, read, flicked through it, and then all of a sudden you fancy starting that army? <laughs> um, yeah. I bet that there's a lot of us out there that do that because that's mm. what happens. And so again. If you had the tomes and the codexes in that sort of subscription sort of basis, uh, at the end of the day, okay, you, I'm a casual player or casual yeah. collector, so you know it's not. I'm not fussed about the competitive side. I could read, like I said, one of the codexes and think, hang on, ooh, yeah, there's some cool stuff here. I love the lore. I love the, you know, some of the rules that that sound mm. really cool, sound very thematic. You know, from again, for benef- you know, this benefits GW because now all of a sudden I'm going out and buying the models for this army that I wasn't mm. going to before. Because, and again, having it digitally is, you know, especially in this day and age, is is a boon because, uh, you know, again, like it, back in the day when I was a kid, I used to, you know, start armies by going to my local GW. You know, they had all the all the. Um, open copies of all the you know all the books mm. you grab one off the shelf you start reading it and, you, and then all of a sudden you know you're in a position to potentially be collecting that army but yeah but for most people well not for most but for a lot of us that's not a reality like you know not everyone mm. goes down to their local GW or can't go do, down to their GW or don't have one locally so yeah. whereas if you yeah. can do it on your on your phone or your tablet or whatever on your PC and you can go right, yeah. I, you know, I'm going. Oh, I'm going to have a look at this codex, and then mm. and then oh, I'm going to put in an. I'm going to go and put an on, online order for that. Uh, you know, for that faction now. You know, so mm. I think there's lots of benefits. You know, as in benefits to us as people into the hobby, and benefits obviously. You know, from GW's perspective, is again they would have to 
because obviously in theory if it went to this subscription only that then obviously the books book sales are going to take a hit but then they may mm. not because again mm. it could be you you could be <clears throat> excuse me you could be in that sort of uh sort of try before you buy situation you know where yeah you know some yeah. people where i i've done it i've done it recently like with you know, me and my mate Martin, who I work with, mm. uh, you know, we, we both doing it to each other. We're, we're bringing in <laughs> battle tomes or codexes for mm. an army that we're not interested in that you're flicking through it. And you're like, all of a sudden, like, I already want to buy that. Not necessarily <laughs> the faction, but you're like, I want to buy that book yeah. now because mm. I'm really enjoying mm. reading about this faction. And, you know, I, I do it. I look at my shelf. I've got, obviously I know a lot of the books I've got are for the, the podcast because obviously the ones we've covered and, and having a good, not, you know, overall knowledge of, or as much as we can, but mm. there's, there's, you know, there's battle tomes, you know, like city, C- sorry, city of Sigma. I've, I've, you know, I'm not mm. really uh, have a, have a plan to collect cities of Sigma. That may change in the future, obviously, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know, I just wanted to read it. I just wanted to read their lore. I just wanted to read their, their new sort of how they're composed, you know, and that's mm. why I bought it. Mm. You know, it doesn't, there's yeah. nothing about me collecting the faction. The books are good as they are, you know, mm. all the tomes mm. and the codexes for various reasons. So, yeah, it's it's difficult. I mean, I suppose you, you know they they could look at what other places are doing as well. You know, because again, you know, when you look at other games, some games they give the rule, the whole rule book is free, and then you mm. but you can buy it as well, or um, you know, or they they do. Is there others that do subscription services? I don't know if um, there could be. Probably I'm, not. I'm assuming there probably is one, but I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know. Um, it, it is. It feels. Part, part of this feels really weird to me because a lot of we're complaining there's too many books coming out, there's too much cool new stuff being added to the game because when I got into the hobby initially during sort of 4th and 5th edition, a codex coming out for any faction was a momentous event because it happened like mm-hmm. two or three times a year. Like, just factions were not updated very often at all and everyone was like really excited when a new codex came out even if they didn't play that faction. It was like, cool. Here's a new interesting thing being added to our game. Or like when Cities of Death first came out or Apocalypse first came out, it's like, yeah, this is awesome. Here's all this extra stuff we can do. And now nowadays it's like every month it's like, and here's another thing to shake up the game and keep the game interesting and stable. It's like part of me feels part of this um, complaint about books is like people who were starving for content for years and years and years are suddenly just inundated under it and don't know how to stay afloat. And like, i got I got to get it all. <laughs> you have to get a new codex because... New Codex is a big thing. I'm like, it's not as big a thing anymore. No, it's no, not it's as not. momentous an occasion. It's happened like 15 times this year already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As as my, as my uh, bookshelf can testify to. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> and I just look up and think, oh god, so many up there. <laughs> but no, I mean, like I said, we're um, you know, it's it's a, like I said, it's a blessing and a curse. We're in that luxury situation that we're getting releases left right center which is fantastic because you know you're not there mm. waiting forever but then the flip side is it can make it quite hard to keep <laughs> up you know up to speed with everything but you know that's the way the hobby's going to be you know that's the way warhammer's going to be for a while and i don't see that stopping so you know, no we have, to, we, have, we have to get used to it <laughs> mm. it's only going to mm. ramp up so yeah no that was cool no oh, i enjoyed that i think that was mm. a, a nice way to to end that and uh, I hope, I said for everyone listening, I hope you've enjoyed these uh, two little sort of mini topics that we've been speaking about. That's obviously the purpose of these waffles. We can, you know, get uh, some things off our chest, so to speak, that we mm, mm. Uh, don't really get time to <laughs> to cover in the uh, the main <laughs> episode. So, uh, so yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up, wrap it up now. Um, so, 
uh, as always thank you very much for listening and supporting the show obviously continue hopefully listening to our main episodes as well uh not much long you know not much time left now really in this year we've only got a few more episodes left um literally two more three more three three, well yeah well today today's the 23rd of Mm. november we're recording today and tomorrow 24th we'll be recording uh the bone reapers uh episode Mm. and then there'll be two after that so so yeah yeah yeah, so as of today there's only three (laughs) <laughs> three left for the, for the rest of this year and then obviously we'll start planning what we're going to cover in uh, 2020 which is very mm. scary so uh so oh, this yeah. episode this episode <laughs> will be out as and when so i can you know like i said we're recording today on the 23rd of november but like i said it'll be out at some point hopefully in the next week or two mm. um just whenever i get time to edit it and, <laughs> and get it out but like i said we're always <laughs> with these waffle episodes are always going to be every so often it's literally like today yeah we've got a spare hour between the te- pair of us and our different time zones and we'll <laughs> just, you know, do them as and when we can. So, but like mm. I said, I think the first one went down really well and hopefully long may that continue. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, we'll finish up now. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And as always, um, actually before we go, sorry, before we go, <laughs> Cameron, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, come for cute pictures of the cat and what I looked like 10 years ago. Uh, don't come for that. <laughs> yeah, so I saw that. It's not so great. <laughs> oh, that, I was that back made in my day. back then too. Yeah, I was a wee thing made of acne and spite. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. How about, uh, yeah, how about yourself? <laughs> uh, you could also find me on twitter at ninja badger seven um i haven't done that but i don't think i can find pictures from 10 years ago i'm i don't like i don't den- tend to take photos of myself very often so that's fair they're sort of very yeah. few and far between mm. um but you can find lots of things obviously on our podcast twitter which is at realm and ruin go check it out there's always stuff going on there uh right now i'm going to wrap up the show <laughs> so i <laughs> hope you've enjoyed it uh and as always we'll catch you on the next one Bye. Ta-ra.